Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, we're talking about Pal World. All right, man, it seems like Pal World has come out of nowhere, almost. I mean, we knew about the game, but we didn't expect it to become this like phenomenon that it has. Yes, I would like to go on record saying that it has been a highly anticipated game for me for about two years now. I've been in, I've been excited when I remembered it existed right. for about two years. But did I expect the world to become a PAL world? No, I didn't. It really doesn't seem like there was no hype really building into this game. Mm-hmm. It just like came out and then all of a sudden it was huge. Yes. For whatever reason. I mean, it was kind of like the perfect storm, Mm -hmm. but I mean, heck, it has broken all kinds of records. It became the second game in the history of Steam to get over 2 million concurrent players. That's crazy. Which is wild. So if you're one of those people who think like, you're just going to write off Pal World, you're like, it's just a trend. It's just like some little thing. It's a blip on the radar. No, my friends, it is not. I mean, it's a big old blip. Yeah. If it's a blip on the radar, it's big. I'm not saying it's not going to die out because it, it very well could die out and it could yeah. die out quickly. And we're going to talk about that today. It's mm-hmm. going to be one of our main things we talk about. For sure. For sure. It could definitely do that. But to say that it's not important or that this is just some little thing that we're not even going to remember in a few months or a year, it, that's not true. Yeah. No, it's not. And it really did just materialize. It's like one day they dropped a trailer and they were like, hey, in a couple of days, we're going to have early access. Mm-hmm. And then they did, and yeah. everybody downloaded it. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that this game has been riddled with controversy mm-hmm. really helps. Oh, yeah. It's helped. Bad press is good press. Oh, yeah, totally. But they've sold, uh, as we know right now, 8 million copies at least. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, Pocket Pair, which I think I think that's Pocket the name Pair. Of, yes. Pocket Pair. That's the name of the developer who put out the Power World. They have been updating via Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. X, I guess, is the technical name. It's it's X now. It's weird, but it's yeah. X now. Thanks, Elon. Every time they passed a million copies sold, they would update and let us know that they've hit another million. And the last one they put out was 8 million copies. And that was in the first six days. And the mm-hmm. last update they gave us was January 24th. That's Wednesday. So it's been a number of days. And they yeah. haven't said 9 million yet. So I'm guessing that it hasn't sold 9 million copies yet. Mm-hmm. But maybe it has, and they just haven't updated us. Maybe. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's definitely exceeding everyone's expectations. And the weird thing is that it seems like people are mostly enjoying it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, not only is it selling like hotcakes, but it seems overall people say it's good. Yeah, it has very positive reviews on Steam. It's not overwhelmingly positive, but still very positive. Mm-hmm. And it isn't slowing down. In fact, um, you know, I looked and it hit its 2 million, but I checked this morning to see what, you know, where it was at in terms of on the Steam charts what its current player count was. And it was close to 2 million this morning. Mm-hmm. And it just at a random time, it was like 1.8 million. So That's it's crazy. not like the game has died off. It still has the number, it's the number one game being played right now on Steam mm-hmm. by a long shot. The only game that has ever even had more people playing it on Steam was PUBG. Right, back when it was a paid game. And, and I don't know if you realize, but PUBG is a pretty like, I mean, influential game. I'm not saying people still play it a whole lot anymore. But I mean, it had legs, though. It definitely had it legs. It had legs. I mean, big old honking legs. Mm-hmm. And I did just check. And yeah, you're right. I was kind of surprised Power World wasn't overwhelmingly positive, but it's very positive. Yeah. So yeah. 94% of user reviews are positive. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a little janky. It's an early access game. Let's be honest. It can be a little derivative. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. 
So today we're going to talk about a, a bunch of different things. We're going to talk about one. We're going to say, is Power World any good? We're going to get some comments and read some stuff about that. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be going through, you know, obviously the controversy. Got some things to say about that. Um, and then finally, we're going to end with, will Power World, does it have legs? Will it die off? Mm -hmm. Those sorts of things. Right. And is it bipedal? Is it quadrupedal? Or does it just not have legs at all? Is, is it, it tripedal? Is it eel-like? Yeah. That gave me the heebie-jeebies. I'm good at doing that. I'm good at giving people the heebie-jeebies. That's a fact. All right. So the way this podcast works, guys, if you're new around here, the way it works is we put out polls on the main Gaming Geek channel. We take those polls and we take the comments from those polls. We feature them here on the podcast. We talk about it, give our reactions, all that stuff. That's so. right. And if you want to get your comment read and you're really serious about it, you might want to join our Discord server because that's where we go first. Yes, indeed. Okay, so our first poll we had today was, have you played Power World? And I put this poll out five days ago. Mm -hmm. So the number has definitely gone up since then. For sure. For but sure. at the time of the poll, 13% of people said they had played Power World and 87% of people said they hadn't. Yeah, and, and it's not even that small of a sample size. We got four point three thousand votes on this, so yeah, that's a fairly significant number. I think that it's a fairly significant number of people who who said they haven't played it. Eighty-seven percent. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, that that shocks me because mm -hmm. clearly a ton of people are playing this game. Yeah. So why aren't y'all? <laughs> I saw and I saw other. Um, Content creators, I think John over at Spawnway put out the exact same poll. Mm -hmm. um, and his numbers were even worse, I think, in terms of people who had played. I think it was more like, I, I'm don't quote me on this, but I want yeah. to say it was like 7 or 8% of people who have played it. So who's playing it then? I, I don't know. A lot of people are playing it. If it's but, not the people who watch you know, gaming YouTube. Well, I think that it has gone over into a casual audience. Mm -hmm. and Being on Game Pass helps that. Of course, we've just spent all this time talking about Steam, but... Well, yeah, I think that probably the bulk of people are playing it on Steam, not Game Pass. But I think that does help. It definitely I think, does. one, the fact that it's uh, not a top dollar game, $25 True. with the 10% discount that they were offering. I think that has now ended, or I maybe today's the last day. I think, it, yeah. Um, I think that has ended. But it being a cheaper game definitely helps a lot. Mm -hmm. One, it is a fairly easy game to pick up if you've... You know, haven't played survival games. It's a, one of the more simplistic survival games that you can play. Mm -hmm. And then it's got the the Pokemon thing going on. You know. <sighs> okay, he said it. He said the P word. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no lie that it's uh, it's mm -hmm. it's definitely feeding on a little bit of a nostalgia, um, you know, need. I think mm -hmm. almost that some people are feeling at this point, like because people. You know, I don't think the most recent Pokemon games have been overwhelmingly positive. So I think people are trying to use this to scratch that itch. And whether or not they are, you know, that might be a little subjective or yeah. objective. Objective. Yeah. Objective. <laughs> so, you know, obviously the game takes a lot of elements from other games. In fact, we have a comment here from Evil Moon who said, It's surprisingly addicting. Borrows lots of elements from other games, but it's oddly satisfying and well put together. Still needs a bit of work for sure, but it's promising. Mm -hmm. And it definitely takes a lot of elements from other games. Yes. I mean, clearly it's it's got the Pokemon thing. People say it's got a lot of arc survival. I never played that game, but Randy played a little bit, and, and I can yeah. see why people would say that. Some people say it's arc with Pokemon mm -hmm. instead of arc with dinosaurs. It's also got a lot from, from like, Breath of the Wild, you know, the newer 3D Zelda games. It's It borrows a lot of the sound effects. I think that... It's got a paraglider. Yeah, there are it's a couple It's got things. climbing. 
Yeah, really jank climbing. But it's there. I mean, it's there. Like, it definitely does borrow some things from there. 100%. I, I would say it borrows its art style a lot from, like, say, like, Fortnite. Definitely. It looks very Fortnite. And when you're, when you're mining your materials, I mean, oh, it, it looks feels super, very Fortnite. Yeah, it feels very Fortnite. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people would say that it maybe borrows more than it has any sort of original material to offer. It mostly is just borrows from other things and presents it as, as a new package. But yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of games do. Yes. They may do it a little more covertly. They mm-hmm. may not as blatantly do it as Pal World has. Right. But I mean, do, do people even care? Apparently not. I don't, I don't think they do. And I think, you know, we just described like four games that it's like drawn heavily from. I'm sure we could list more if we tried. Mm-hmm. A lot could go wrong with that, with them saying, oh, we're going to make a mashup of Ark, Pokemon, Fortnite, and new Zelda games. Mm-hmm. A lot could go wrong with that, and this game could suck. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, kudos to them for at least knowing what to pull from each. Well, and it, you know, and, and seemingly putting together a pretty good package. Well, I think that's, you kind of brought up something there. I mean, like, that is the, brings the question of, is the game any good? Is Pal World even a decent game? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we had a comment saying it was surprisingly addictive, and I agree. I think that that is the main thing it has going for it, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that it is a surprisingly addictive game. I don't know that I think it's a surprisingly good game, mm-hmm. but it is one of those games that you can sit down and play yeah. And then like an hour and a half, two hours have gone by and you felt like you've barely played it all. Is yes. that a sign of a good game? Maybe. I mean, like, I don't I, know. I don't think it's a sign of a bad game. No, I mean, totally. You don't get bored with it. I mean, you know, it, we've said it a couple of times, but there's there's clearly jank. Oh, yeah, but it's also sure. clearly early access. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that they take some of this money that they're raking in and, and throw it back towards development and improve on the jank. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's not like blowing my socks off with like, this is the greatest thing I've ever played, but it is fun and it is good at passing the time. And it's got a good loop. I mean, that that's what games like that have. You know, they has got a really good loop. Yeah, the survival genre is really good at doing that. And mm-hmm. I, I think that they, you know, has that like simulation thing in it. Yes. That simulation aspect. And I find that those games, simulation survival games, are time sinks. They just mm-hmm. are really good at being time sinks. Yes. And, you know, because it's a cheaper game. You have this time sync style game. You mm-hmm. feel like you're really getting your money's worth for it yeah. immediately. Whereas some games you only play for a few hours and they're over, mm-hmm. or you know, or you feel bored after a few hours. Right, right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and I also think this survival. Like I haven't played much survival stuff. I played some Subnautica, and I like I liked it a lot. Um, but it, those games seem really like immersive to me. You know, they kind of suck me in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another reason that I can sink some hours into those games. Mm-hmm. I just like, I mean, and it's not even necessarily like the hunger or the, or the, the cold and hot you got to man. It's just a kind of a combination of it all. The day and night cycle, the exploration, like it just sucks me in. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, totally. Totally. Um, now, there is a flip side to this coin, though. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a comment from Quiet Chase. Hit us with that comment. Old Quiet Chase uh, loudly exclaims, mediocre game, new toy syndrome. And recency bias is real. That's true. Oh, it's totally real. Yeah. I mean, like, everyone, when a game's hot and new, yeah. people are, you know, people like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And when it gets a little older, you might start to see some of the cracks. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. I think, I mean, I'll be the first to admit that I'm very susceptible to recency bias. But I have fun while I'm doing it. So is it even bad? You know, like mm-hmm. it is a game. 
But uh, I, I see cracks in this already, for sure. Oh, totally. But it's it's early access, and we got to keep that in mind. You know, the devs have laid out a little bit of a roadmap, and and I'm hoping that they just polish it and polish it and polish it until they get, you know, until the climbing's not janky and all the other things. Yeah, like the UI isn't covering up other elements. The UI like, needs it, some work. Yeah, there yeah. are things that need to be done with the game. Yeah. And I hope that this isn't, under the guise of early access. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like mm -hmm. some games, you know, they they put it out and they put it out as an early access title because they're not confident in the game and they're afraid they're going to get a lot of backlash if it doesn't go out as an early access game. Right. So they put it out saying, oh, it's early access. And that maybe gives them the opportunity to improve upon it and make it better or not. Yeah, and I think this... Uh, this developer has a little bit of a history there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, that kind of worries me a little bit, but I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But I do think that there is some recency bias, but the fact that it hasn't died off in the first week mm -hmm. is a good sign. The fact that it still has close to 2 million players as of this morning playing it, mm -hmm. that's a good sign. Wasn't it number one on Twitch too? Um, it was number one on Twitch behind just chatting. Behind just chatting. Well, so that's number one. <laughs> yeah. It was... Uh, I mean, it may, yeah, it may, you, you may, it may not be there now. Mm, sort of oh, recommended for me. Yeah. Viewers, high to lowest. So it right, is not, it's number six. It's number six right now on Twitch. Yeah. So it was when I checked the other day, it was number two behind just chatting. Grand Theft Auto 5 is number four, by the Grand way. Grand Theft Auto 5 That's is always, amazing. it's because of the Grand Theft Auto 5 online. I know. People, I know. that game is always in the top five, continuously. That is great. Yeah, it is wild. So it's doing well on Twitch. It does seem to be dropping on Twitch charts mm -hmm. in terms of people watching it. It may be that viewers aren't as interested as they were a few days ago, but still, that's kind of to be expected. Well, it's probably a lot of people in the same boat as I was. I went to Twitch to watch it to see if I wanted it. You know, true. I wanted yeah. to. I went and true. watched some streams just to to see if I wanted to spend my twenty six dollars. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's talk about the Pokemon thing, man. The question is: Is Pal World? A Pokemon ripoff. Is it just that blatant? Uh-huh. You're and, asking me? Not, well, I'm just I'm okay. posing the question. Okay. To the universe. To the universe, right. I think that obviously the answer is both yes, mm -hmm. and then once you play the game, it's like yes, but no. Agreed. Which it, is strange. Yes. It's it's yes, but no. Um, in the sense that it does it is a pocket or I mean a monster capturing game. And you do even throw Let's be honest, Pokeballs. You do. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But beyond that, the mechanics of the Pokemon uh, mm, Pals, I think that's very telling right there. <laughs> the, the mechanics of the Pals are, it is so different than a Pokemon game. Yeah. Like vastly different. So, you know, they may look like some Pokemon and we're going to talk about that. And the way you capture them may be similar, but what you do with them is not what you do in Pokemon. Right. The gameplay loop is obviously very far removed with some exceptions from a Pokemon game. Yeah. Besides the fact that it has Pokemon like creatures running around and you do catch them in a somewhat similar way. Not really. You throw the like Pokeball and it has a percent chance of catching it. Very similar to like Pokemon in that way. Mm -hmm. But in terms of how you battle, it's more real time. We've seen that in some newer Pokemon games, but have we real yeah. time? Yeah, you can do. You can have your well, Pokemon auto battle in like the newest Pokemon games in Scarlet and Violet. You haven't played that game. You so. say it's an auto battle. 
Yeah, it's like an, you just throw your Pokemon out and they fight it without you having to do anything, much like the way Power World does it. You okay. throw your Pokemon out and it just fights it one-on-one. On one. But you can't, like you yourself still can't interact with the Pokemon, right? No, okay. no, yeah, no, okay. it's a little different, it, but it's, yeah. well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to say there are some similarities to the mm-hmm. most recent Pokemon game. Yeah. And even some similarities to say like um, Arceus. Arceus, where you're, you know, kind of running around throwing Pokeballs. Yeah. But it's not exactly, I mean, the vast majority of the gameplay loop is nothing like Pokemon. Yes, agreed. But <laughs> the PALs are a lot, a lot like Pokemon. They like, are, aren't they? <laughs> maybe questionably. Um, we have a comment here from Gecko1993 who said, I smell a lawsuit from Nintendo. That's what I care about. Truth. That's what I care more about, truth be told. So he's following it for the drama. He wants the tea, the Nintendo tea. The Nintendo tea. I'm sorry, Gecko. I don't think there's going to be a lawsuit. I mean, I won't necessarily be surprised if there's something, but I kind of will be surprised. Yeah. I don't think it would have got this far. Uh, if there, if Nintendo really had any any ground to stand on, yeah, you know, if they had a dog in this spot and that dog would hunt, mm-hmm. they would have already sicked it on Pal World. They would have. Pal World's been around for a year. I mean, in terms of we knowing about it, we've seen what the designs of the characters have looked like for literal years now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was over two years ago we got the second trailer for it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's probably been close to three years that we've known about Pal World and seen the designs of the pals and how they are direct ripoffs of so many. You can almost look at every single pal and be like, "That's like, oh, I know exactly what Pokemon that one's trying to be." Yeah, like almost every single one. It's yeah, very you, unoriginal. It is. It is. It's very unoriginal. Um, and some people say, you know, maybe even some some like nefarious. Tactics might have been employed. Yeah. I'm not saying that I think that. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah. So the designs were all created by one person, yes. which is a little sus because it's like, that's a lot for one person to come up with all of these designs. Yeah, 100 pals. Yeah. So the question is, is was were there like assets pulled directly from Pokemon games? There have been... I've seen some things online where they say like the wire models, mm-hmm. like the wireframe models of the Pokemon were like one-to-one. They've just like basically changed the textures on the outside of them or changed the colors or, you know, changed the features on the outside. But the actual structure of it mm-hmm. on some of these are basically the exact same, yeah. minimally changed. But didn't it come out that the person who was making those claims actually went in and resized yeah, they like rescaled them so that they would fit. Mm-hmm. So there was some manipulation going on there. I still think that there could be an argument to be made there either way because yeah. it's not saying that you couldn't do that if you were wanting to alter it a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. but that is pretty. That, that's a little dirty on the person making the it claims is. part. Yeah, to totally, not disclose totally. that. Yeah, totally. So, you know, if you're trying to take moral high ground here, like kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, right, if right. you're doing that, because mm-hmm. um, totally. I read that and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to worry about that anymore because two wrongs don't make a wronger. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I agree. Um, I agree. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't. There's been no proof that they've taken the assets from Pokemon and then altered them maybe minimally or, mm-hmm. you know, majorly and then created these new pals. They could have done that. They could have. But there's been no definitive proof. There's been little bits of like, okay, that's kind of interesting. I'll look into that. But nothing that's like, you know, obvious. There's not been that one thing that's like, oh, yeah, they definitely did it. Right. Yeah. And then the other claim is that they used generative AI. 
to make these pals. To at least come up with maybe the designs of yeah. the pals. Like they asked AI to combine existing Pokemon right. to create these I would pals. like a combination of an Electabuzz and a Mewtwo. I would like a Lucario statue. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you built a statue of yeah, yeah. it's a Lucario statue. It's so funny. Yeah, that particular Pokemon is um, the... What is it? The the Anubis one, or mm -hmm. yeah. it's it's yeah. just like Lucario. I and mean, <laughs> and this this generative AI thing, it, it comes from a bunch of from a few places. But mm -hmm. I think a couple of the main reasons people are yelling generative AI is because one, the CEO of the company has made some AI, um, some positive AI. You know, I want to look into this kind of comments in the past. No, he, he created an AI game. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. They made an AI. They made a game that literally uses yeah. generative AI. Yeah. And what was it called? Like art, art AI or something, something like I that. I think yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. But it was, but that game was like the whole point of it was, you know, you were using AI. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem like they were hiding it, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, does, does a history of using AI, a, a nefarious act make? I don't think necessarily. No. And I don't know. There's even anything say that they did use generative AI to come up with these PAL models. You know, they say like, okay, create mm -hmm. me a pal that looks like this Pokemon, but is just far off enough to be the great value brand. Yeah. And then, you know, I move on from that. Okay. What, what if they did? I don't even know that it really matters besides the fact that I know steam requires that if you used AI during the development of the game, you have to have it labeled as such mm -hmm. so that people buying the game know that. Yep. And it's not labeled that it, way. It's not labeled that way. So if they, if it should be labeled that way and they didn't, that's that's smelly. That's a little stinky. Yeah. I just don't even know. I mean, it's like, I don't even understand exactly why Steam requires that you label it as having used AI during the creation of it. Because over the past year, mm -hmm. we have seen AI become such an, an integral part of the work process for so many people on just everyday things from checking the way you worded a sentence to you know, coming up with ideas is like brainstorming sessions. Like yeah. people use AI for so much stuff. And it's only going to continue. Yeah. It's only going to get more and more enveloped and kind of incorporated into our work process. At what point do we have to be like, yeah, we does. at what point does everyone have to be saying they used AI to do anything? I think eventually we won't because right. like you said, it's, it's going to be assumed that at it's some point you used AI. Yeah. But right now it's such a hot topic. Mm -hmm. And there are people that are, there are still people that are like very anti AI. Yeah. You know, you and I have pretty much embraced it. Yeah. But. I mean, like I, I use AI to, you know, like to do brainstorming sessions. I'll use it if I want to do a generative image for a poll, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Or if I want it to mock up an idea for a thumbnail so that I can get ideas of how I might frame something. Right. Like you can use it for so many interesting things. You can. It just feels a little weird to say like you have to show when your product uses AI. Yeah. Because that'd be kind of like saying that, you know, newspapers need to mark at the top of each article when they've used spell check. You know, like that yeah. just like feels a little yeah. weird to me. Like, why would they need to do that? And I think eventually it'll be that same level. Right. It'll be that same same thing. I mean, companies are building AI into everything now. Like, everything. You know, this the new Samsung Galaxy phone mm -hmm. just dropped. I, I don't know if you read anything about it, but it's just, just loaded down with AI. It's just leaking out of its you know, charging ports. There's right. so much AI mm -hmm. in that thing. And people are loving it. Yeah. So like, 
where's the incentive incentive to not? You know, we're going to continue to go down this path, and it's going to become such a big part of our world that we're going to basically become the machine machines. You got it worked up over that. You got worked up. You know, I always tell my kids in class, and this is my last tangent on this. You know, we'll be graphing a line. I'm a math teacher. We'll be graphing a line by hand, right? It'll be a little curvy, and I'll say, "Don't worry, your line. Nobody expects your line to be exactly perfect. We're not computers." And then I look at them really serious, and I'll say, "Yet, yet." And I do feel that way. Well, to go back to the uh, to the Pokemon thing, you know, a lot of people are hoping that maybe this is kind of the kick in the pants mm -hmm. that Pokemon needs to be like, you need to change your formula. Yeah. You know, we have a comment here from I hate Nutella. How can you hate Nutella, by the way? I hate X Nutella. Oh, no, it's like a lie. I don't hate Nutella. Yeah, I don't hate Nutella. All right, well, hit I, us with that comment, Daniel. Well, I don't hate Nutella said, Power World is what Legends Arceus should have been. Not to mention it has its own formula that's more innovative than Game Freak ever did in 25 years. It's both amazing and sad all at the same time. And maybe that's what Power World will be. Maybe it will be that kick in the pants that Nintendo, not Nintendo, I guess, because really yeah. Pokemon is its own thing. It just is majority owned by Nintendo yeah, or like they're one and the same yet different. Yeah. They're, they're their own company. Mm -hmm. It's a weird thing, but game freak, you know, really has, I would say that they have tried to change their formula around in the switch generation. Mm -hmm. We really, we've seen legends Arceus. That's, you know, as an example, we've seen Scarlet and Violet really honestly try to change things, but it seems minimal. And a lot of people say it's too little too late. Yeah. I, um, I hope that it is a little bit of a catalyst for Game Freak. I know they would never, ever, ever, ever admit it, and mm -hmm. that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, I'll basically say like, yes, they have tried to change their formula. But the stuff I saw, I didn't play Scarlet and Violet as a statement. Like I, I felt morally that I wasn't going to give them my money, and I didn't, and I don't regret it. But I think it had way more jank than what we're seeing from this early access Pal world. It depends I mean, you, on you played the game. So. Yeah, I mean, like in terms of the gameplay loop of, loop of Scarlet and Violet, I loved those games. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I didn't have any fun playing that. I no, you've always I, said you liked. I it. loved that game. I really had a good time. Visually, it was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. You know, we had there were definitely bugs and glitches like all through the game. the The UI was better. You know, I'm sure the UI was better. Yeah. <laughs> The frame rate probably wasn't. No, the frame rate was terrible. I mean, it was also playing on Switch, so it's like you know, we don't know what Power World would look like on Switch because we don't we don't have it on Switch, so that you can't exactly one to one compare it. True, true. You see that paw sticking under the door? I do. That is hilarious. <laughs> Daniel's cat's reaching in. It's like, oh, I want to be part of the podcast. He does. He wants to be in here so bad. But I, I um, you know, I'll basically say like Game Game Freak has until they just win it back. They, they basically lost me. Like they really need to change something up. And I, and I don't, and I don't want to have been lost, but mm -hmm. they are such a big company. They have so much money. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They don't have any excuse. Yeah. A game like this from a smaller team. I don't know how small, but smaller than it's game. A, it's a small team. We'd have to use our indie rubric to find out if they're truly indie, but I think they might be. That might be fun to do. I think they might be. But a game like that, that's, you know, whether it's in, um, honest or not, but it's in early access, mm -hmm. they have more grounds to have a little jank. I'm sorry, but it's not a one to one. Like, yeah, I just hold Game Freak a little more, a little more accountable. I, I think, and I think they should be held accountable for mm -hmm. sure. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that maybe Pal World 
you know, maybe it will die off. And we'll talk more about that in a second. Maybe sure. it maybe it will die off, but maybe it will also be that like catalyst to say like maybe we'll see Pokemon games start to adopt it. Kind of like we brought up PUBG earlier, mm-hmm. you know? That game, it did eventually die off. And but people do still play it. They definitely do. But it's not near what it was. But what it did was kind of like start this whole genre of gaming mm-hmm. that has now this battle royale thing that has now taken Massive. over the world yeah. and what we saw was we saw Fortnite come out of that and it became one of the games that has the most legs out of any game we've ever seen it's also currently number one on twitch above just chatting <laughs> just saying <laughs> right you know and PUBG mobile has i mean PUBG has that off but PUBG mobile was nominated for esports game of the year at the game awards mm-hmm. so you know i mean legs the game has yeah so that brings us to the conversation of will Pal World die off or will it continue to be popular? We put out a poll. Mm-hmm. Hit us so the poll. at 27%, people said it's going to remain popular. And at 73%, they said it will die off quickly. I think the quickly part is the important part of that choice. Yeah. Because it's going to die. I mean, like all but, games do, right? But these people all are saying die. it's going to like, it's going to drop, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a comment here from Majorly Devilish who said, I feel like this depends on the devs. If they keep working and updating it, it could remain popular. We saw that with like, if you would have asked me in 2017 or whatever year it was that Fortnite like ballooned and became this huge thing, (laughs) like I would have told you that I thought it was going to die off. For sure. Yet here we are, and it's still like this morning, number one on Twitch. Mm. And they've what, added all these different modes, and like, yes, it's like a hub now. It's not even just a battle mm-hmm. royale game. Yep. It didn't even start as a battle royale game. No, it didn't. But what we've seen is that Epic has continued to support that game so much. We get constant updates, and I think that is desperately what Power World needs. It needs new stuff constantly to keep the life in that game yes because although it's not a traditional live service game it is a pseudo live service game yes and it and it could definitely adopt the live service model Mm -hmm. and i think it would benefit from it it might it might and you know but it takes games being constantly have new things to keep players involved and i'm afraid what's going to happen with power world if they don't do that if they just make the game, like if they just polish it up and that's it, yeah. I don't think that's going to be enough because I think by the time they polished it up and give a full release, get it out of early access, mm-hmm. everyone who wants to play it have already played it. You know, that's a good point. You know, it's breaking all these records and hitting all these huge milestones in early access. So right. what's going to happen when they eventually release it? Is anybody going to give a crap? Right. Because it feels like it's released. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it definitely does. This isn't like a Baldur's Gate 3 situation no. where it came out in early access and relatively, I mean, like people played it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until the full release that it was really widely adopted. I think it coming to console made a big difference. Yeah. But, you know, this isn't that way. No. It feels like it's out. I mean, it does. If it wasn't breaking records, if it was a small game, it wouldn't feel that way. But the right. fact that everyone is playing it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a weird situation and it's hard to compare it to something because it is, it is so, I mean, it's, it's literally record setting. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I just don't know that we've seen that before. Well, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it exactly like this. No. So there's nothing to base it on. Mm -hmm. All I know is that market saturation is totally a thing. For sure. Yeah. 
for sure. It's you gonna get, be, it's get gonna your market be. overly saturated. Where's your water going to go? Exactly. Can't be overly saturated with all that water. All right. We got us another comment here from Squally Cactus. Squally said it has a shot. It's not likely that it will make it, but it's not impossible. Way to set the fence there, Squally. <laughs> yeah, not likely, but possible. Honestly, I know that that is a little bit fence sitting, mm -hmm. and I've definitely sat on my fair share of fences on this podcast. I've seen this dude sit on so many fences, <laughs> I cannot even tell you. He his his britches. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, my britches got lots of holes from the sit, fence sitting, but honestly. It is definitely, it's true. I don't think it's likely that it's going to have like tons and tons of legs. Mm -mm. I can already tell from my time playing it that I could see myself enjoying it for a little while, but I do think that I will get burnt out on it and have very little interest in going back to it unless yeah. they find a way to continuously have a reason for me to come back to it. Yeah, I'm not done with it yet. I'm not close to done with it yet. I want to keep playing it, but there's a lot of games I'm playing right now. So, it's slow goings, um, but I, I'm not, I, I mean, I don't think it's likely that it becomes the next Fortnite. I don't, mm -hmm. but uh, but if, if they play their cards right, it could happen. And I'm rooting for them because I think it's cool. Yeah. But it, I, I don't think it's likely. And I think that it's interesting that we have, we're the situation where it's like they have kind of changed people's mentality of like what a game needs to be in terms of creativity and originality because this game lacks, I think, both creativity and originality, but somehow <laughs> yeah. it comes together to present a product that is entertaining and fun to play. And unlike, an, like I can't think of another game that has all that stuff, you know? Right. So I can think of other games that have some of that stuff. Totally. So is there complete lack of uniqueness and originality? Is it resulting in something that is unique and original? Well, that has been a creative argument that we've been having, you know, maybe for all time. You yeah, know, it's, it's very just like, philosophical. Yeah, it's very philosophical. Speaking of philosophical, we have a comment here from Rainbow Hawk who said, <laughs> twice as bright, half as long. You know, Randy, you've often been quoted as saying that you burn too bright. I, I do say that. That's one of my things that I say. <laughs> this is about you, man. Yeah. Um, but there's something to be said. There is something to be said. I think that there are exceptions to that. There is. For sure. There is. There are. There be. There be. But, you know, I do think that when games are this hyped and this controversial, you know, like, there's a good chance. I would say it's a, a majority chance that. It will when it drops, when it dies, it's gonna die hard and it's gonna die quick. Mm -hmm. But maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. I, I'm rooting for him. Like I said, yeah. only time's gonna tell. I mean, as you can tell, we, I think we kind of waffle on this game, and depending on what aspect we're talking about. But overall, mm -hmm. I think it's a fun game, and, and I hope it does well. I think it's a fun game. I think it's more interesting in terms of like the impact it's had on the gaming culture and industry, that's what makes me more interested in the game than the actual gameplay. Because if I think if I played the game in a vacuum without knowing that it created all these waves and that it had like blown up and it was very controversial, I think I would play the game and be like, yeah, it's, it's mm -hmm. kind of a cool game, but it's yeah. not, you know, it's definitely not gonna be the best game you play this year, but it's gonna be an entertaining romp and you'd give it a try maybe an eight out of 10, seven out of 10 sort of game. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and and now, what? How would you feel if you played it in a true vacuum and you didn't know what Pokemon was? Ooh, that's really interesting. I, who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, there's no way for me to know that because I, I can't go. I can't erase Pokemon from my brain. Well, I was hoping you could, <laughs> but. I mean, who knows? Maybe it will make it. And I also am rooting for it because I like the fact that it's kind of shaken up the gaming industry in a way that's like, look, guys, there are games out there that can come out of nowhere, mm -hmm. hit the scene and become these phen phenomenons, like these huge deals. Yeah. And, you know, we ha and they're drawing heavy inspiration from things like Pokemon, mm -hmm. from like Ark, you know, taking things from, like you said, from Breath of the Wild, you know, it's taking these aspects and saying like, guys, your stuff isn't safe. Games can come out and just blatantly <laughs> copy you yeah. and become the second most popular game ever on Steam. Mm -hmm. It it has definitely exceeded expectations as a whole. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten, uh, it has grown immensely from its original moniker of Pokemon with guns. Yeah. You know, we never talked about Pokemon with guns at this one time. No. But that's what people have called it. And the fact, I think the Pokemon with guns thing is like... Obviously, that's sensational, and people are like, Pokemon with guns? And it's what hooked me when I originally saw the trailer. I played for hours and hours, <laughs> and there's not a gun in sight. Well, the, the people have <laughs> shot me with guns, but I don't have a gun. Right, yeah. yeah. I've seen I've seen NPCs with guns. Yeah. Um, but I think to actually get in a gun takes many hours. I mean, it is a slow-paced game, but there's mm. always something to do. I've got a Lionel bow. you got a Lionel bow? <laughs> yeah, it shoots three arrows at once, and only uses one. But it doesn't spread them horizontally. It spreads them vertically. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, we've reached the last segment of the podcast, which is our Three for Dale Club. But before we move into Three for Dale Club, uh, if you have anything to say about Power World, leave it in a comment. Let us know what you think about it. And then, you know, do you think it's going to die? Do you think it's going to live? I think it's going to live. But yeah, let us know what you think about Power World. And, you know, while you're there, if you made it to the end of the podcast... Why don't you just join our three, three for Dale Club while you're at it? Yeah. Our Three for Dale Club is the way we say thank you for making it all the way to the end and hanging out with us. We do that by, if you leave a comment, just say whatever you want. But in the comment, leave the secret code phrase, three for Dale. That's right. That tells us you made it. You stuck with us. And we know it wasn't easy. So we're going to start shouting out last week's now. We're starting out with Bobbity who said, I'm okay with 2024 being the slow year after the banger 2023 was. This year's hype is getting done early for me with Tekken 8, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, but we'll see what else catches my attention. So these comments are, you know, generally talking about our last last few weeks, just yeah. so you know. Yeah, last podcast was about 2023, like what we had in store for gaming. And, you know, of course, you never know when you're going to have a surprise game come out of nowhere like Pal World, so... It could happen again later on in the year. We could get a real, you know, mm -hmm. this year could be just full of surprise bangers. You and it really, know. like, it really happened all this week because I think last episode I even said, I mean, we're going to get Power World. And we were both like, yeah, we'll see. No, last week when we, I think you're thinking the week before that. Because last week was last Sunday. Power World had been out for a few days at that point. Okay. It was must have been a couple of weeks ago. I yeah. was talking. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to get Power World. Is it going to be any good? And we were like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and here yeah. we are. And here we are. Anyway, go ahead. All right, next person is D18, who said, Random thought, but I selfishly hope they drop the next Switch with the with the big game being a 3D Donkey Kong in the style of Mario Odyssey. Not selfish. That's Perfectly no, that would reasonable. be awesome. <laughs> we would all love that. We're afraid that Donkey Kong has been murdered and hidden in Seth Rogen's closet. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you, Omaha. Omaha. Next up, we got Laninator. 
Now, Lanonator is a man of few words. Mm-hmm. He says a lot. He streams Sea of Thieves with us. He he he's a bro. He plays okay? Baldur, Baldur's Gate with us. He plays Baldur's Gate with us. But you know, he didn't say anything particularly noteworthy here. So we're just going to mm-hmm. shout him out. What's up, Lanonator? <laughs> he, he, he left his three for Dale for us. <laughs> All right. Next, we got Tom Derry, who said, I think 2023 will stand the test of time as the renaissance of gaming. Mm. You know, maybe the year that ushers in who knows what's coming up next. Renaissance of gaming. Tom Derry, renaissance man. Next up, we got Landon Stallings. Now, some call him Dale himself. It's been rumored that they call him Dale in a hushed tone when nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. But he's always here for us. And he thinks Indiana Jones chose to be first person for the sole fact that it helps distinguish itself from Tomb Raider and Uncharted. And he hopes it's a win for Xbox because we know they sure as hell need it. Yeah. I don't know if they did that to distinguish themselves from Tomb Raider and Uncharted. I mean, it definitely makes it different. So I don't know if that was a deliberate choice or the fact that this developer just makes first person games and that's just what they stick with. So combo maybe. Maybe maybe it was a little bit of luck or maybe they're like, hey, it'll also benefit well we won't look like uncharted right well, who knows good thinking all right next we got morris dennison who said amazing podcast as always guys one of my favorite places to get my gaming news well thank you heck yeah thanks so much man for the little pat on the back and rounding this out here we have kidaclism who said i think there's potential for this year to stand toe-to-toe with 2023 for dale <laughs> but the year is young so only time will tell and take notes from Kit, because that was very clever. That was very clever. I always like it when people incorporate Three for Dale in a very clever way Me in their too. comment. That's <laughs> one of my favorite things. All right, y'all. That's it for today. We'll see you next time. Until next time, I'm Randy. Which makes me Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out.